With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Is able to do what he does. But Sam Brief is a Chicago-based podcaster, commentator, and broadcaster from Chicago. Check out his Mental Game podcast, and he's joining us. How you doing, Sam? Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Hey, how you doing, guys? So glad to be with you today. Happy opening day. Let's play some hoops. Yeah. Let's play some hoops, mate. There has been plenty going on in the off-season. Before we get on today's game, where do we start, really? Do we start with Damian Lillard going to the, the, going to the Bucks? What are their potential to push through with a guy that just signed a mega deal for three-year extension in his um, Otokumbo? Uh, but what, an, um, what about, I want to ask you about James Harden's situation with the 76ers. What's going on there? Are we going to see him played? And could he potentially get a $300,000 fine if he, for every game he misses? Yeah, he, he absolutely could rack up the fines. Now, it's really interesting <laughs> because as of today, which is opening day in the NBA, all sources indicate that the status of Harden is unclear. Now, they are going to open mm. against Milwaukee, take on Tenton Kumpo, Lillard, and the Bucks. But we have no idea if Harden is going to play. It's such a volatile situation. He clearly hates Daryl Morey, the general manager for Philly. And jury's out. He might be playing for Philly. He might be sitting out and getting fined. Or he might get traded at any time in the next few weeks. What does that do? What does that say about James Harden? Has he got a fair point to be, to be like this? I know the relationship's pretty... Pretty uh, uneasy, but they he obviously signed on his, um, you know, ex, not his extension, but he signed on his clause in his contract to get Max in his final year, but he was after an extension, and they have declined that. Has he got a fair, fair, fair ground to stand on? I don't really think so. I mean, this has been a, a repeated pattern for Harden. Just look at what's happened in his career since he became the James Harden we know, which is, a dynamic playmaker, had a career high in assists last year, leading the NBA, actually. He's been a volatile player. He had fallen out in Houston, in Brooklyn when he was traded, and now it's happening in Philly. This is sort of what James Harden does, right? He goes into an organization, yeah. he plays very well, and then crap kind of hits the fan, and here we are with him begging for a trade and possibly getting set to miss regular season games as of this week. So, I'm not sure, you know, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Who knows? Maybe Daryl Morey is worthy of this sort of treatment. But, I mean, just sort of looking from the outside, I would reckon that the repeated behavior like this that we've seen from Harden wouldn't really justify any reason for him to be acting like this now. Sam, well, there's a, there's a guy that's probably uh, going to take some of the limelight off all this Harden conversation and by the name of Victor Wimanyama who we've been watching through the preseason. Are you surprised by the range of skill that this tall man um, is able to produce on a, on a court? And is he hyped up to be everything that, he's, that everyone thinks he can be? 
Oh, God, it really looks like he is. I mean, I saw a clip the other night. It was in the Warriors game that I think you mentioned, Izzy, where it was a one-minute stretch where Wembenyama mm. blocked a couple three-point mm. shots, had a successful dunk, and nailed a three from about three to four feet beyond the three-point arc. I mean, in just 60 seconds, we saw everything this guy can do. He's seven feet and three and a half inches tall. He can shoot like a guard. He can ball handle like a guard, and he can play down low. Now, the biggest concern for him, as was the case with Chet Holmgren in Oklahoma City, and it proved to be a valid concern, is you don't want him to get injured. I mean, he's seven foot, almost four, and 230 pounds. He's very lanky, and he's really never dealt with the rigors of the NBA. You know, he's coming from a pro league in France, yes, but there's a big jump between that and the NBA. So we'll see him tonight, and I think all Spurs fans and really all basketball fans around the world are praying that this guy doesn't get injured. So I say if he stays healthy, he's a shoe-in for rookie of the year and probably more. It's still a very young roster in San Antonio. You've got Calvin Johnson, you've got Devin Vassell. They're nice pieces who are improving, but could Victor Webinyama press a case for, for Pop, Papa Pop, to maybe potentially push this competition and go further in the stretch? Yeah, I mean, I certainly think so. You know, the over-under in Vegas is 29 and a half wins, and I would reckon that a lot of people are going to be hammering me over just because of Wembenyama, because the word on the NBA is, oh, this is the kind of league where one generational talent can turn a team from worst to first. Now, it's not necessarily that simple. I mean, the, the core of the Spurs is just not a very good team, right? They were really bad last year. 22 and 60. It was their worst season since 1996. But you have a dynamic player like Wemin Yamba and one of the best coaches, if not the best in NBA history in Popovich. I'd say you win at least 30 games. So I'd probably hammer that over on San Antonio. Staying in the West, Sam, um, the Phoenix Suns, they've gained a lot of attention over the offseason acquiring Brad Beal. Uh, now, the Suns have had a little bit of a problem with uh, with ball handling, especially with so many ball-dominant players, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, as I just mentioned. Uh, Booker and Beal are looking to be potentially out tonight, but in terms of uh, a long season, do you see that being a problem in Phoenix of, of just sort of bailing out and going to iso ball every position? Yeah, this team sort of reeks of that. And the other issue that they have is they don't have much depth, and that was sort of the issue last year, even after they acquired Durant. They fizzled out because they only have four solid players, and then and then their bench is almost unrecognizable to a casual NBA fan. Now, I mean, you look at this team, and you have on the same team Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker, their peak is they're one of the best teams in NBA history and they coast to a championship. But the other side of the thorn is they have no depth. They don't really have a distributor and they just sort of bottom out. You know, they they make the playoffs, but maybe are a first round exit. I think the reality will be somewhere in between. Are they a better roster than Denver? No. Absolutely not. But do they have potential to win the title? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is a top-five team. That's how much playmaking they have. Now, I will add, they're going to need someone to step into a role they're uncomfortable with. 
It might be Duran. It might be Beal. It might be Booker. But one of those guys will need to step back and say, I'll be the distributor, sort of like the way Dwayne Wade was the distributor for some of those Heat teams with the big three with LeBron and Bosh. He took a step back. I'm eager to see which of these Phoenix Suns is keen to take that step back. It's not going to be Durant, so maybe it's one of those other two. Well, the news down here is obviously Stephen Adams already out for the season, and uh, you know that's why everyone down here, including Izzy, watches the NBA. Um, <laughs> can they cope, the Grizzlies, without Stephen Adams? And Ja Morant, well, no chance. Yeah, and Morant. I mean, that's the thing. They have so many question marks now, and it's a shame that Stephen Adams is out, and it's a shame, too, that Ja Morant, who has top five potential, is going through what he's going through after that. What's video wrong with that kid, mate? A handgun. I mean, I couldn't tell you. I think he he's got to figure out some of his issues, right? I mean, he's mm. he's young. You said he's a kid, right? Um, mm. What's wrong with that kid? Um, the reality is he's only 24 years old. He's still finding his place in the world. But with Adams out and with Morant in question you're getting a little more reliant on, on some of those role players. Now, here's the thing, and I know a lot of fans down in your neck of the woods are Grizzlies fans, thanks to Steven. This is still a really fun team to watch, and they should be a playoff team. I mean, you look at Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., reigning defensive player of the year, and you added Marcus Smart. I mean, this is a really good defensive team. Sort of reminds me of some of those grit and grind Memphis teams from back in the day. So even with Adams on the bench all year, even with Morant's status in question, this is a must-watch team. So I think a lot of you Grizzlies fans should still be tuning in. Let's hope that um, Derek Rose can have a positive impact on uh, Ja Morant's career. Very similar play style from the early uh, Derek Rose MVP days. Uh, let, let's go on. The, the Lakers. Now, I saw a tweet the other day from uh, a few years ago saying LeBron's turning 30. This, this raucous can finally stop. It clearly didn't. Uh, LeBron's <laughs> still kicking on with his Lakers in the NBA. How do you think they're going to go? A lot of changes to their roster. Uh, had a little bit of a downfall last year, but what are you expecting the team of LeBron, AD and Reeves to get, get up to? LeBron, the oldest player in the NBA. Can you believe that? I mean, it just, it just <laughs> blows my mind. 21 seasons of LeBron James, and he's still one of the best at what he does. I mean, how many people can say that in any line of work? Yeah, so Darvin Ham's second season is head coach. You've got LeBron. You've got Anthony Davis. Those two by themselves make you a shoe-in for the playoffs and make you a title contender. Now, around them, I mean, they have a nice core of young players. You mentioned Austin Reeves. How about D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura? I mean, this team has playmakers. I really actually like how it's built. I think the Lakers, along with the Nuggets and the Suns, are, are top contenders in the West. But I'm also keeping a keen eye on the other L.A. team, the Clippers, who have sort of a make-or-break season with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. That's my team. Hopefully they can uh, show some show some fight, and the aging LeBron James can find that combination with Anthony Davis. Uh, let's talk Miami Heat. Obviously, they went on a bit of a heater last year, led by the one and only Jimmy Butler. But they've lost uh, Max Struess, uh, Gabe Vincent. They've lost a bit of range on the edge. Can you see them being competitive again? Of course, they'll be competitive. It seems like everyone is mm. poo-pooing the Heat saying, oh, you know, yeah. the Heat are going to be no good, right? <laughs> Boston's 
kind of loaded up. Of course, Milwaukee's loaded up. And the Heat are going to suck this year. They're over and under in <laughs> Vegas. It's 44 and a half. Come on. I mean, the Heat do this every year. People underestimate this team. And Jimmy Butler, a phenomenal coach in Eric Spolstra, and a rotating cast of characters around him always get the job done. I don't see any reason why this year can't be the same. You've got Tyler Hero coming back. Remember, he only played one game in the playoffs after breaking his wrist. This team will be in the mix. Hear me out. They might not win it all, but this Miami team will be in the mix. Do not put them in the second tier of the NBA because they're good enough to remain near the top. All right. Now, I know we've put you through the whole NBA, but you are in Chicago. The Bulls had a decent yeah. start last season. I was very impressed. Uh, a lot of bad talk defensively about the Bulls. I was really impressed with their defense. Uh, how are you going with the Bulls squad this year, and, and do you think they could potentially push for that playing spot? Yeah, they'll push for it, but may, the Bulls might be in the worst position of any team. And the reason I say that is because they're really stuck in that middle ground where they're not going to bottom out, right? This is not necessarily a top lottery team. So you can't put them in that category. But they're not even close to good enough to compete in the East. Yes, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic are going to give you at least 35 wins and have you competing for that play-in spot, which they took advantage of last year. But they're not good enough to compete in what's now a loaded Eastern Conference. I mean, you have Damian Lillard making the jump from Portland to Milwaukee. They will play the Bulls a couple times. So, yeah, this team's going to be fun to watch. I mean, Zach Levine is a dynamic player. DeMar DeRozan puts on a show. They added Javon Carter and Torrey Craig in the offseason. But the Bulls are not a contender. And the Bulls are not a last-place team, which in the modern NBA is sort of the worst of both worlds. Mate, there's always something going on in the NBA, particularly for a lot of players. I could talk to you for a very long time, so I'll just got one more question before we let you go. Zion Williamson, what's going on there, mate? Yeah, Williamson, it's, it's really unfortunate, and I pray, I pray mm. that Victor Wembenyama, who I mentioned earlier being hopefully not injury-prone with his mm. 7-3 frame, I pray that he does not have the same fate that Zion has had because Zion had potential to be one of the best in NBA history, and we've seen the injuries really derail his career. However, is it bad luck? Word is he's or is it, is it body shape? It is bad luck. Well, I, I, I'm not sure it's body shape. I think it's, it's the nature of the body. I mean, this guy was built yeah. like a bowling ball, and he played such a physical style, leaping and twisting and turning and – he had never done that in the NBA. You know, he had the one season at Duke as sort of his bridge to the NBA, but he just couldn't, his body couldn't handle it, and he needed to condition himself to handle it. So uh, Pelicans fans, NBA fans, certainly are going to hope that he has figured that out. I don't really know. We're going to find out very quickly in these first few weeks. If he is at peak shape, Zion Williamson, C.J. McCollum, and Brandon Ingram on the same court, yeah, Pelicans are a playoff team, but let's just pray that Zion can stay healthy. We've seen glimpses. I hope we can see it unfold, mate, because he's a hell of a talent. Appreciate your time, Sam Brief. Just quickly, check out uh, your, your Mental Game podcast. Where can we check that out, mate? Sam, what, what's it all about? 
It's Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. That's where you can check it out. If you're at all interested in sports psychology, mental health, learning from some of the best athletes in the world, what's behind them mentally, we know that's a huge part of the game, right? You got to stay healthy physically. You got to stay healthy mentally. So we talk about a lot of that and more on the Mental Game. Subscribe, Apple, Spotify, just search Mental Game with Sam Brees. Beautiful. Thank you, Sam Brief. Thanks so much for your time. Just painting the picture on the start of the NBA, which takes place today. We appreciate it, mate. You take care. Thanks for your time. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate it. And um, let's, let's have a good season. Thanks for bringing me on. Awesome. There he is. Sam Brief talking some NBA. We've got the Nuggets Lakers today at 12.30, followed by the Warriors Suns. And then tomorrow we've got a extravaganza with all the rest of the teams taking place. So uh, looking forward to it. See now, the Lakers could dismantle Kempe's Nuggets. We'll have to wait and no see. We'll, got to sh- <laughs> we'll shoot off. We'll come back soon. That was uh, great to chat some NBA. We've got Albert Vitti coming up. We're going to be talking to England, taking on Tonga. We'll also talk about his career up in the north. And then after eight, well, there's plenty to talk about with this man, Sir Steve Hansen. So a big couple of hours ahead. Stay tuned. Plenty more coming up. Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.